0: Everybody and welcome back to You Can't Win. This is Tom here, and I'm joined by Don, as usual. Today, we have for you a old friend of ours, Drew. We're going to talk a little bit about the the good old days and what he's been up to for, I don't know, it's been quite a few years since I've talked to him, so it should be interesting to see how he's been doing. So, uh, yeah, how are you doing, Drew?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I was thinking uh, we've uh, come a long way from AIM to we we <laughs> yeah. could be video chatting. That's true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um yeah I can't even remember the last time that I really talked to you. I think it may have been on Razone or something like that yeah yeah, and i
1: was I got on Twitter again a few- I remember probably like a year ago or something like that a little over a year ago, and I remember talking to you briefly right when you guys were starting the podcast.
0: oh so yeah, I, right, that's right, yeah, yeah, I do remember that yeah, you're kind of on and off, huh, yeah,
1: yeah, I don't really enjoy it that much but I'll get on because I'm like I feel like I should and then I'm like arguing with someone about like or someone's arguing with me about like uh Hebrew is not a real language it's just Aramaic or something and I'm like what the fuck is happening why am I on here and (laughs) just like all right I'm gonna delete this sure yeah
2: how's your lockdown going so far
1: uh it's fine you know uh me and my girlfriend both work in like the restaurant. she's a bartender and I worked at a restaurant so we've uh been doing whole lot of jack shit for a while but uh can't complain i went to the store today and i was like i keep waiting for the time when i go and it's like starting to get weird and like there was a line i think just because it was saturday but like there was very little meat which i think is probably partly to do with them like saying there's a meat shortage or whatever but right yeah it's like it's been pretty normal other than the mass but i'm like i wonder at what point there's got to be a food shortage at some point or some kind of we'll see
0: yeah i don't know they've been saying that it could affect like the supply chains and you know like the workers and stuff are endangered and they might have to shut things down and stuff, but you know, what what are you going to do? Yeah. Yep. I'm kind of suspicious of the whole meat shortage thing. I read some stuff that was saying that the company that's really pushing it is Smithfield, this Chinese company, which is, you know, it's a weird name for a Chinese company, but, uh, that they're really pushing this idea of like a pork shortage. And in fact, there's actually like a glut and the people were buying it at historically low prices and so I think what they if this is all true I think what they would be trying to do is make people think there's a shortage then they'll go out and buy it and then that will get rid of some of the glut. So yeah. I don't know,
1: you never know. And I mean I would think like, you know, even if there is a shortage it's like because they're no longer packaging for the restaurant industry so they're probably just like throwing out a bunch of food or something knowing how things work. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. so generally it's probably not even just like a simple fact of like we can't get it packaged.
2: Right. Plus, it's probably not going to be middle class Americans who are the ones that end up seeing the shortage as much as like if prices go up, then it'll just get priced out of places like China or something, you know. So they'll they'll just import a lot more or something or, you know. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, maybe we'll have to resort to some kind of Soylent Green situation with the unemployed. Like, oh, wow, unemployment went way down this week and there's this (laughs) new product (laughs) in the market.
2: Yeah. So you're in Detroit or...
0: Yeah, I, well, actually, right now I'm up at uh, my grandma's
1: house. She's in a, in a home now, so it was empty. So we went up there because it's like up by Flint. Just because oh, yeah. both are, they have a backyard and shit. We lived in an apartment on the second story. So sure. it's like, what's the point of of staying in our apartment when we can't do anything? You know, at least here we can go out in the yard. And
0: That's nice.
3: Yeah.
1: I mowed the lawn, which is like a glimpse of what my life could be if I was a like a normal person or whatever. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> How long have you been in Michigan for? like in general
1: uh just it, i moved out in august
2: oh really yeah
0: yeah yeah you were in new york uh
3: prior yeah. to that okay
0: yeah yeah that's that's the last i knew about you is that you were uh i think a bike messenger or something in new york yep
1: that's what i did pretty much for almost 10 years that i was there um yeah, yeah. but i uh I how moved. was that I'm... did you
0: uh did you enjoy that or any fun stories
1: oh yeah oh, got yeah i definitely had a lot of fun stories uh Mostly just stories about crazy, uh, crazy drug use and shit like that. But it was, it was, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, it was good memories. I mean, it's definitely the most, I mean, any, I've learned any job that I do after having done that, like sucks. Cause out there you basically have to like, someone tells you where to go and then you have whole periods of time yourself and you're active and you're outside and all this stuff. It's dangerous, but it was, you know, having to be inside and you know, all this stuff is, you, you realize like, uh, how much it sucks. It has to have to do that for nine hours a day or whatever.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that decent money doing that?
1: Uh, it depends. I, I mean, it, it, prior to, you know, like modern internet and shit like that, you know, you still take like blueprint blueprints and, uh, fashion industry stuff, but that's pretty much it. You know, like it used to be a lot of envelopes and you could work for like a small or not a smaller, like a large company that wasn't boutique. was just high volume, Mm -hmm. like doing a lot of deliveries for finance and all these industries. But a lot of that's gone by the wayside. So it's either like food delivery or kind of like smaller, uh, like co-op run kind of more for the fashion industry and a couple other clients ones. And those are the ones where you really get paid the most nowadays. And then just delivering weed, which is like, well, you know, the third, not as big as food, but a big, uh, a big thing.
0: Really?
2: Did the apps change a lot of that? Like all the. the,
1: Oh yeah, man. That, I mean, that was, that was a crazy, I don't, I don't think it was coincidental. Like it went from being, you had these companies like urban express, which still exists, but these large, these large companies and like, they started being unable to afford insurance for having bike messengers. Like this one company I, you know, I knew was like a lot of, a lot of older, you know, like the, the old first wave messengers, like, like Puerto Rican guys and stuff like that. One of my good friends, a Belichian guy, like worked for him for a long time. They like couldn't afford insurance anymore. And that was right at the same time these apps started to come in and like, uh, you're, you're a contractor, so they're not paying for insurance, you know? And that you got like, they, you know, the West coast has a lot of them, but New York, they tested out like Uber eats, uh, Uber had its own messenger thing, Uber rush, like, uh, Grubhub did their own thing they, i mean they all do them now but they, they tested all those postmates and all that shit you know in new york most of them still exist there but yeah completely took over
2: did it drive down the like wages for like the fees and stuff for delivery do like for for like what you get from them well or?
1: what they what they always do is they come in and the same thing as a, as a cab you know with uber or whatever at first it pays pretty well but then they, they slowly just change the pay rate like I remember when uh, when Postmates first started, I just signed up for it and I would just do it, and no one used it, and I got like fifteen bucks an hour or something like that, and would just sit there for like four hours and just get paid and not do it. So they get people in like that, and then once the user base gets big enough, it's the same. It's the same model, you know, the standard uh, app gig economy ploy or whatever.
2: Was it? Was it a like? Uh, you know new york has uh, prices have gone up i guess for like rentals and stuff like that too over the last 10 years and i would assume or like oh yeah 100 that... so that was 100 the... percent. yeah
0: yeah our friend andy has plans for detroit i'm not gonna not gonna mm-hmm. blow his opsec or whatever but he yeah he he has plans for getting land out there in detroit and
1: you know yeah it's a cool town I, yeah my family's from like i said like where i am up, up by the flint area and uh i could go there from time to time and I just got I don't know I just was like in New York I was just like there's no way I could ever afford to do anything but slowly move further and further out from true yeah. Williamsburg whatever that that concentric circle and pay more and more money or whatever so I've enjoyed it we'll see if the economy recovers or whatever happens but
0: yeah how is Detroit doing in general nowadays like is it is it a decent place to live
1: yeah yeah, I mean, I uh, you know it's very car centric, which is hard. My mm. girlfriend's like born and raised in the Bronx. and doesn't doesn't drive, so she, I think she's had a tough time of it. First, in this, in a certain way, with that, but uh, you can, I mean, you can live in a if you live in the right area, you don't have to necessarily drive everywhere. But to get to work, probably you do at least.
0: Yeah, that would be tough for me too. I don't drive, so yeah. Chicago has nice uh, public transportation, so I usually use that. Um, yeah, you I mean, know. I, there's this part of uh Detroit, I wonder if you've heard of it, that apparently, I don't know, I've only like read an article about it, but apparently it's like very heavily Muslim and even like somewhat Muslim run, like I don't know, have you heard oh, of it? Oh yeah, I, well, I forget the name of it.
1: Yeah, I mean I I assume I I think what you're probably talking about is Hamtramck, which is uh Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a city its own city like it has its own city council, which is what was I think the first majority Muslim city council in the country. I mean Hamtramck and also Dearborn, obviously are. Dearborn is is not part of Detroit, but it's basically is it. like it's right next to Detroit. Uh, yeah, it's Have extremely you, Muslim. So
0: Hamtramck, I think, is mostly black too. Like it's black Muslims. Is that right?
1: Uh, I don't know. I I mean, possibly at one point. What I what it's known for now is it's a lot of Bangla.
0: Immigrants. Oh, okay, okay
1: and they're all cool. from New York like I'll go into a, I'll go into a, a gas station or whatever and the guys like cuz I have a TD bank like a which is only on the east coast and the guy will see it and he'll be like oh what's up you from New York just, oh yeah <laughs> he's like me too it's like a 17-year-old bangla kid it's pretty cool actually that's cool
0: yeah I, i'm i'm curious about that like i don't know is it is it kind of like i don't the article made it sound like it was like this thriving community that's like really self-determined and all this kind of stuff but i don't know is that sort of is it just like pretty much any you know immigrant neighborhood sort of a thing
1: uh i don't know you know i don't really know i i I don't know it in that sense i mean there's definitely you see like because parts of detroit are so bombed out and shit you know for lack of a better word like yeah and uh so you definitely see like where the you know the muslim community is like there's much more businesses and stuff like that so i would assume in that respect that's what they're referring to like in that respect is that they're Uh You know, which they do, you know, they, you probably couldn't have like a local economy without their, you know, community being together or whatever. But Hamtramck is also a Polish, like it's like it was like German, then uh, Ukrainian, Polish and a lot of Ukrainian. Like it has like Ukrainian society buildings and stuff. And then like the, the next wave uh, or whatever, the most recent wave is the Muslim. So it, it still has like the old white Michigan white person thing going
0: on. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of parts of Chicago like that. Um, yeah like uh, Devon has a lot of South Asians. And so there's a lot of Muslims there, you know, it's mixed Muslim Hindu and all that. Uh, But that used to be like a Jewish part of town. So you still also have like synagogues and all that kind of thing as well. And uh, I don't know, it's kind of an interesting mix, I guess, like how that kind of stuff evolves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's like no Jewish. I mean, there's, there's still some suburbs that have like slightly higher populations, but like the Jewish community, I guess used to be larger in detroit but is no longer uh which sucks hard to get a good not to be stereotypical but like bagel or a certain certain other things that i get <laughs> that i get used to with like deli kind of stuff michigan style deli shit's all
0: uh corned beef which is okay but yeah i hear the pizza's good though i mean detroit style pizza oh yeah
1: do they have jets in, in chicago uh
0: yeah there is one i haven't tried it yet it's pretty good yeah. I, I like the, uh, the idea, you know, I'm familiar with the, the idea of it. I've seen like videos and stuff of it. It looks yeah. good. Yeah. I,
1: I mean, jets is good in general. I don't know if that one's good. Obviously it's a fast food chain, but right.
3: Right.
0: Yeah. I've sort of heard mixed things. So I, I kind of would, I don't know. My idea is that if I'm going to try something like that, I want like a good representation of it, like a good example, not to have like a fast food version, but yeah, I don't know.
2: Um, one of the things that Tom said that he, we might want to talk about is your uh, conversion experience and things around that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah sort yeah. of, you know, and uh, I'm not sure if Tom, do you want to...
0: Yeah, I mean, um, if if you're willing and interested in talking about that, if you don't want to, that's fine. And we can just cut this little section out. That's no, totally. No let's do
1: it. No, no. I'm a, a proud member of the uh, Islamo-Catholic Caliphate or whatever you guys are.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> Great. Yeah, but,
0: so... Uh, I I remember it kind of yeah it was an interesting story I, I guess if you just want to tell it you were you were pretty young in a band or something like that
1: yeah yeah I mean I was just in uh, I grew up in Austin and uh, I was I was around a lot of uh, like like guys I was in like the punk and hardcore scene there's a lot of like or so I knew I don't know there was a lot of but I knew you know a lot of these like Christian straight edge guys and uh, a couple of them like became there's a whole current of like vegan Islam. Uh, <laughs> in certain hardcore straight edge music and uh a couple of them like got into it and i just was like just got converted when i was like i don't know 16 and i you know i was raised atheist uh and i was you know i did it in a teenager in texas post 9/11 not long after 9/11 so it wasn't uh i wasn't like super out about it or whatever but uh yeah i don't know i i, I just i yeah i grew up atheist my parents are pretty much atheist and like I eventually converted. I would honestly consider myself more of like a non traditional Christian or uh, just Abrahamic guy, I guess. (laughs) Cause I never, I never got into the point of Islam of like, like I've, 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 you know, gone to to, the masjid a couple times when, you know, when I lived in areas where it was possible and stuff like that. But I never got into like the whole, like I can't like recite Quranic verse very well or anything like that. So like I don't have like a whole lot of that stuff but like i kind of just generally believe in god and then i got really into uh saint francis when i was in college so that kind of uh like a weird hodgepodge i
3: guess
0: yeah i mean you're like the perfect islamo-catholic <laughs> yeah right yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah i was listening to whatever some episode you guys talked about that and i was like yeah
2: <laughs> yeah so with saint francis you like read i guess like the little flowers or something like that and then
1: yeah and and like biographies and well That's so, cool, so yeah. it's cuz I went to University of Texas sure. in Austin so I t- I took like bible studies classes just cuz cuz I was like a liberal arts student yeah and uh so I you know there's I took it from like liberal professors and like particularly the gospel of mark I think it's really good it's it's uh very bleak like it's got it's got just like yeah jesus came and then he fucking died for your sins or whatever i (laughs) I appreciate that aesthetic of it or whatever it's also kind of the
0: crudest one but i kind of like that of it i think that's the one that muslims tend to like consider yeah yeah 100 Uh, yeah like it doesn't
1: like it doesn't stray too far from like the basic jesus message or whatever it doesn't it doesn't have like a lot of the flourishes that like you know thomas or some of the other ones have you know
2: Yeah, I always, I read uh, The Little Flowers and a few things about Francis before, and uh, I thought it was funny because it's probably one of the first things that I read of like about an actual saint, and it's funny because the stories are all pretty wild in terms of like, he seems like a very eccentric person in it kind of thing, like he's just doing his own thing and kind of, you know, just like impulsive yeah. and really you know doing all sorts of strange little things very extreme you know expressions of faith in that and this is uh,
0: the uh the one that you can kind of described as like hunter s thompson like
2: yeah, that yeah that's what okay. it felt like it felt like almost like hunter s thompson with his lawyer going around places or something yeah 100 you know, yeah, like, well i feel uh, like he
1: almost had like i think he was a crazy person but that yeah. still doesn't take away from his message you know which was like this very eccentric uh But my my theory, you know, I think he was like the first hipster because he was from like a rich kind of upper class family, and he like decided to slum it and 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 imitated poorness, you know, because even in that time, when he would go around, he would speak, and people would hear, you know, his Italian or whatever, and be like, oh, this guy is a rich person, you know, like there's no, he couldn't hide that, he couldn't just be like, oh, what's up? I'm just like some fucking peasant you know, here to, you know, beg from you. So he was yeah. like, just like, he was like, yeah, you know what, I'm whatever. I'm going to go live with the real people and like, see what's really going on.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh, yeah, I thought it was, it was inspiring in some ways because it, uh, you know, uh, you know, growing up and stuff, you just, you associate for me, at least, I associate religion with like the most boring people in the world or something kind of thing. Like, I thought it was always like just a very stodgy, uh, basically like an excuse to have the worst opinions you could think of or something kind of thing, you know, like, uh, yeah. And so, uh, you know, reading stuff like that is uh, it's like, Oh, you know, people see the world differently or something. So that's pretty cool. I yeah, like you
0: know, his whole thing with like animals and stuff. I think yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Also in the, what
1: a, uh, the Islam crossover is that he famously uh, like went to try and convert supposedly. I mean, I don't know if this, I, I you know we went to Egypt. Yeah, he went to Egypt or something, and he, like, yeah. actually demanded an audience It supposedly was given the audience, and the guy was just like, damn, this dude's
0: crazy, and,
1: like, sent him on his way. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: the way I understand is that he went and was like, hey, have you guys heard of Jesus? And they're like, uh, yep, yep, yeah. <laughs> we, we know all about that. And they're like, oh, okay, cool, I'm going to go back to Europe then. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, you're not going
1: to kill me. I think I think he wanted to, it was like a suicide mission, but he was like, yeah, you're not going to kill me? And yeah. they're like, no. And he's just like, oh.
0: Yeah, that was sort of in vogue at the time to kind of like make yourself a martyr in front of the Muslims and stuff, especially in Spain. That was a big thing. Yeah. Now it's the other way. (laughs) Cool. Well, does that sort of does that kind of inform your your life now in some way? Like, do you do you have any practice that you take from Islam or Christianity or something like are you fasting Ramadan this year?
1: I'm not. I, you know, I honestly should have. This would be an e- a good year to do it. <laughs> I could, you know. Uh, yeah, it's been a little not little different this year. Yeah, I mean, I was I was giving you shit for it in the DMs earlier, but it is kind of like a, you could just wake up at at five o'clock or whatever, and then go to bed at at dawn. And just yeah, it. I mean, besides like, waking up for uh, and-
0: for like prayer and stuff, you know, like oh
1: yeah, 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 yeah. of course I didn't think about
0: that. Yeah, so and I've been kind of like yeah, yeah. I go to bed at like two, wake up at a little bit before four, eat we usually finish praying at like 430 and then, you know, I'm back asleep until like little afternoon or something like that. So, yeah, not not really. Uh, you're not supposed to do that, really. You're supposed to be like awake after Fajr, after the morning prayer. But, yeah, you know, it is what it is.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, we have the Great Lakes uh, members. We the, the other good thing about the Islamo-Catholic Caliphate is that they've ne- I never met in person. So, like, can't drone strike them. Can't do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. We have, yeah it's
1: all online communication only.
0: Right. They well they all they would have to do is like knock out our internet and it'd be done. But Yeah. Well, oh, we
1: we we used to uh you remember we used to talk in, in Gmail drafts and now we're on Discord, you know. It's come a long <laughs> way.
0: Yeah, so yeah. we used to uh all of us really were on Rizone, which was I don't know, I guess it's become kind of like a notorious forum i i I feel like that sort of reputation that it developed came about after i was banned from it but uh yeah so that was like you know very far left kind of experimenting with different ideas and stuff it was a spin-off of something awful and everything yeah i don't know do you still uh go on there or anything no i
1: don't i don't i uh i mean i continue to for quite a while I don't know. I just thought I just at one point was like, I'm deleting all internet stuff and did that for like I don't know, a couple of months, but I never got back on there. Yeah, that's probably a good call. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. I, I, you know, I made, I made plenty of friends on it and stuff. But there was also just random people that I was just like, fuck you too. And I was like, I don't even know why I'm doing this anymore. <laughs> like, it's because I decided some guy sucked on like something awful fucking nine years ago. I'm like calling them
0: a loser on this forum that 25 people read. I was like,
1: <laughs> hey, stop doing this.
0: Yeah, I I have tried to move away from that stuff, and now I just sort of tweet like just a joke that like as broad as possible, not completely non-specific. Like I'm not getting into. Oh yeah, no, I have no
1: interest in people. that. Uh, the only I was thinking about, yeah, even you know, whatever you see, uh, people who I thought suck, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, whatever, I don't care.
2: Yeah, just
0: we let can, them be. be right? right
1: now, yeah.
2: Yeah, apparently, uh, I guess, like, something awful, like, the forums are still around and still, like, a lot of the same people are still there, like, doing the same things and stuff, which is, I don't know, it's it's odd to me that it's still, I guess, you know, it's just a place like any other, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, I've known some of those people that are still on there and stuff for maybe, like, 18 years or something, you know? Yeah, dude, I, I've
1: searched for stuff, like like trying to find something from something awful lore or whatever. And it's like, I, I'll find a post, like a thread from like 2017 where they're talking
0: about like something on LF. I'm like, oh, remember this guy? And I'm like, seriously?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So but... that
0: bugs me whenever I find that stuff because it's people get it so wrong. Like, yeah, you know, like not just like, oh, you know, they're kind of misremembering, but it's like completely backwards. And they're just like all these invented things i mean you know maybe i'm misremembering it too but uh,
1: well i feel like we also intentionally made stuff up like didn't people who like continue to take that stuff and then like make sh- exaggerations about people you know yeah. what i mean like yeah yeah that's true
0: yeah but it, i don't know it just uh it makes me think about how this stuff that probably goes on all over the place and has like through all of history people just sort of like take something and just spin it however they want to and like all the the wrong people get highlighted you know it's like you 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 want to read about this and you you have some experience with it and you and some history with it and you're like well what about this guy what about this guy you just completely ignoring them and then mentioning this one dude who was like kind of a loser but you're making him out to be like the big hero of the thing or something you know i don't know that yeah. stuff just shouldn't bug me because it doesn't matter but it kind of does
1: oh i know what you mean
2: yeah i mean even for stuff like uh People will be like, I remember this troll that you did or something. And I feel like a lot of it is, uh, I don't know, fabricated after the fact or something. Like, I don't know. Like, I I didn't. I went like. No, you've never trolled. (laughs) That sounds sounds completely fucking fabricated to me. Don's a good boy now. (laughs) I don't know. But I would like go, you know, like uh, six months without posting sometimes or something like that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like in retrospect, it uh, it all blurs together and kind of like emphasizes more recent times, I think. I don't know. A lot of that. I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. I miss some of the that uh, uh, sort of like wild discovery, uh, being able to say whatever you want and just having to pay ten bucks or something. You know, like I don't know, like uh, yeah. I, I feel like a lot of the internet has uh, it's become much more like HR management stuff. So we'll see. Yeah,
0: know. we we may have to like go on trolling jihad at some point. What's the... <laughs> Once we have a good base for the emirate, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take yeah, take sure. back what's ours.
2: Yep. So, I'm imagining like lines of posters that were like uh, forcing to do martial arts and <laughs> <laughs> in yeah. preparation for their uh, suicide runs yeah. online. So yeah.
1: yeah, doing like Mavis Beacon in the hyperbolic chamber.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: No, I am. I, I'm surprised that JD Pen hasn't happened in the ten years. I I was ready for it, you know, <laughs> yeah. If you'd asked me ten years ago where I'd be, I would have said, uh like wherever they took all the white people on trains. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To like, so like central Germany or something. I don't
2: know. Although honestly, like you know, ten years ago if you asked uh if you asked like say a general sort of like liberal minded person or even like, you know, more reformist kind of person, what the, what twenty twenty would look like and you asked uh Maoist Third Worldist, what 2020 would look like. (laughs) Um, I think that like the Maoist Third Worldist would get it like a million times more accurate. You know, of course, they'd be like, well, you know, there'd be like a warlord billionaire in charge who, uh, you know, uh, shuts down immigration and, you know, just going on and on about, you know, and then the Democrats would nominate a senile old guy who, uh, you know, is... (laughs) supported the crime bill and all that you know they just uh yeah 20 million unemployed and all that or whatever you know so
0: right while the united (laughs) snakes government is sending us all checks to be a part of the labor aristocracy (laughs) that money
1: was taken directly from the global south and then trump signed it and fucking sent it out to us (laughs) yeah yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. so just for the listeners who aren't aware jd what is it, J.D. Penn? Uh, is like the joint dictatorship.
1: <laughs> joint dictatorship of, of proletariat. Uh, of exploited, exploited nations. Exploited nations, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. so this is uh, from Maoist Third Worldist Doctrine. Uh, we did an episode about this, actually, on the Patreon, but the basic idea is that... Um, that where it should be. Maoist theory should be behind a paywall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the basic idea is that uh, in order to have like proper Maoist state control you would have to distribute the white population of north america and western europe all around the world so that they wouldn't be able to organize and kind of reform like a a reactionary government or whatever and so there would be like a global government of all the exploited people from all over the world uh, yeah and there, there
1: was famously a post that was like don you probably remember better than me but it was like a guy was like like so hey like you know i know we talk about it but like what, how, what would be the logistics of removing the settlers like from America or whatever? Like, do we have the infrastructure for that? Do you know what I'm yeah. talking about?
2: Yeah. There was actually, some guy actually started a blog that was called like, it's funny in retrospect, cause it was called something like the Jacobins or something. And it was, <laughs> it was about like, uh, you know, it, yeah, it had this whole, the, I don't know. I, I remember that one. And the guy had a whole like detailed sort of plan for how to, it would go about and, um, yeah, there, there was also like a second plan that was, uh, it was similar and it was, you know, Americans would be able to stay in, you know, the white nation would be able to stay in North America, but they would be under occupation from uh, a sort of like East Germany situation. Yeah, like oh the, yeah, 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 yeah. The Red the Army. The J.D. Penn, the J.D. Yeah. Pen
1: like occupies the cities and has like uh, zones of, uh, administrative yeah. zones in the countryside and stuff yeah, like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, like they would be administering the population and that government would be like a, almost like a consortium of global powers that, you know, so it wouldn't be like self-government. It would be like training people to eventually be able to take over the governing functions once they were not like, uh, reactionary anymore. Once Americans were able to not be imperios anymore. So, yeah, I I like that one. It's a little bit more hopeful about like, uh, Yeah. you know, we can, we can grow as people. Inshallah. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
0: there was a good Fayed poster who uh, was making fun of this whole idea once. And I think this is the guy who died. Uh, Rory or something. Yeah. 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 Rest in peace, Rory. But yeah. he said, uh, you know, like, how are you guys going to do this? All the all the black and brown people around the world are just going to join hands and run really fast in America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty good.
2: Yeah. I don't know, but it, yeah, I don't know, but it, it is funny because, uh, whenever you read about like Bernie Sanders or something, my mind ends up going back there in some ways, like, right? Yeah. he's like trying to, he's trying to win on like, maybe shoot, we shouldn't kill foreigners as much. And then like, <laughs> and then like, uh, I'm like, I don't know, these guys seem to be, have to like be denazified for a couple decades or something before they, uh, wisen up to this. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm kind of on a Bernie is a bum sort of mentality these days. I don't know. The whole, uh, the way he handled this election was just a real embarrassment. And it almost seemed like he wanted to lose. Like he really didn't try to win.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, I've never been a a huge fan. I understood the enthusiasm and all that stuff. And I did actually vote for him in the Michigan primary. So I've done more actually for uh, the movement probably than anyone else (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All the people online in fucking California, New York,
3: tweeting about it. <laughs> yeah. What's up?
1: I actually went out and did praxis, I guess. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan, but I do agree with you that, I mean, there were, seems like there were many moments when they could have taken a more aggressive tact and done better. But
2: I don't know, though. I do think there's like that just basic dilemma where most most existing Democratic Party supporters are pretty conservative relative to like what Bernie was offering so he yeah. had to like he had to somehow swamp the whole party with these just random outsiders and uh i don't know i don't think that yeah i don't know i feel like uh that was a it's amazing how well he did compared to the the you know actual challenge there so i don't know yeah no, i mean i think
1: it, it absolutely represents you know a very valid thing yeah uh, so I mean yeah I, I do I am I, I don't know if I'm not if I would say I'm fully a Maoist third worldist or whatever but I do tend to lean that way so yeah like I think if you gave uh, like I mean I mean I, I'm on unemployment right now and like uh, you know the the, the the cares act unemployment and like I'm getting like t- almost twice as much a week as I would make at my shitty restaurant job that I had and, That's uh, pretty sweet. I, and I mean, I'm like, this rules, you know, and I mean, I really think, you know, not me because I'm a, you know, dedicated, you know, uh, ally of the proletarian and all that stuff. But, you know, I really think like, if you gave most American white people just free health care and like some some you uh, universal income or whatever, they'd be fine with whatever. They'd be like, oh, we're staying in Iraq for another 10 years. Yeah, whatever.
0: Like, yeah, I mean, being real. <laughs> Yeah, I can't, can't say that I wouldn't like, like we all like to,
1: we all like to, you know, say this, but like, I really think, you know, most Sanders supporters, if they, if he got an office and they did some kind of Medicare for all, they'd be like, all right, like much of the, you know, momentum to reform capitalism or abolish it that, you know, people talk about would go away as far as just like white left ish Democrat voters or whatever.
0: Yeah. And I, I got to think that whatever sort of universal healthcare care they would figure out, whether it's Medicare for all or some other sort of system, they would find a way to make it exclusionary. And to, Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Keep, Medicare you know. for
1: all American citizens. Of course, it
0: would be. Yeah. And and even then they would put all kinds of weird obstacles in the way. Like, you know, they do that with everything else. Like, why wouldn't they do it yeah. with healthcare? care? You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like I'm like for, Yeah. yeah. How how is Canada, Don? I wanted to uh, what what do you think is going on up there with
2: Yeah, it's not bad. I don't know. I, I mean it's a uh, it's one of those things where most things uh day-to-day are usually a little bit better than the United States, so you feel bad complaining about everything. You know what I mean? You're just kind of like, well, I don't know. But I think our uh, in terms of COVID and stuff, I think that yeah, that's what I meant. Quebec's yeah, Quebec's pretty uh I mean, we're just yeah, I mean, we're happy that like we don't have Trump in charge, but like Are you
1: in you're in Quebec?
2: No, I'm in I'm in Ontario, but Quebec Eastern. I think is the one that's hit. Are the you hardest. east or west of Toronto? Um I'm east of Toronto. Oh okay. So about now. Yeah, hour yeah. Or so, Most of yeah. my friends
1: at this point are in Montreal and uh Yeah. I uh they're doing fine, but I was worried there a little bit it looked like it was gonna be rough there.
2: Yeah. And they just uh, the premier there just reopened he's like reopening the schools soon. It's like this week or next week or something. Yeah, I saw that. Which is pretty crazy. I don't know to me. I don't know. I don't know what Michigan's like, but Ontario. I think we're just writing off the school. Well, they need that point. federal yeah. government
1: money to to for French classes. <laughs> the whole the whole Quebec government runs on on you know just taking money from Alberta for French classes. Sure. So they got they got to get the schools running again.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't know. So
0: we're gonna get a bunch of angry emails in French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kesk
1: fuck. That's my uh, my Montreal slang hey terrasses suck that's another uh you're gonna get flamed for that one My bad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when's the last time you were there
1: uh i, I was most recently in montreal like 2017
2: okay okay yeah.
1: yeah yeah i was gonna go back this this summer but we'll see i have a feeling that americans are gonna be uh gonna have trouble going to a lot of countries soon if we yeah like reopened way earlier than everyone else and have another upswing or whatever.
2: Well, it's, it's yeah, but for Canada might be a lot easier just because there's like a million Canadians that are, live in the United States day to day or something like that. Like, you know, like they- they Oh, yeah, I mean, the entire yeah.
1: city of Windsor yeah, is basically people who, other than the university, is like people who go to Detroit for work.
2: Yeah, so it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like we're going to be, Priority, but I mean, it's one of those things where just because it's open doesn't mean it's safe, too, right? So, I don't know, yeah. yeah. So, we'll see. Um, yeah, I remember another thing that you were really into before was like language stuff. Is that is that right? Am I, am I thinking, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I
1: studied linguistics in college, and sure, uh, yeah, I uh, so I did, I, I haven't used Hindi in so long. I was at one point like semi fluent in Hindi took it in college for years and like did and worked with Indian an Indian guy and stuff like that uh, for, for an Indian guy. So I like would speak to him in it and got pretty good. I, I've, I uh, haven't kept that up, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 it's been a long time, but I did. Linguistics was my thing. Cool. It's one of those things that you can only make money or have a profession in it. If you're a co- computer person and I'm not oh, a, really? in that regard.
2: Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. So I guess you haven't yeah used Hindi much.
1: Yeah, I lived things. in Puerto Rico, so I still I'm better at Spanish now. Okay, still,
2: cool. How long were you in Puerto Rico?
1: Uh, like two years. Okay. In the 2009 to 2011. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I've actually I've been thinking about taking Mandarin. Oh really? Yeah, that's a I, since yeah. I've got nothing going. On. Yeah, I know you did it at one point.
0: That that'll be useful. You can infiltrate the uh, the occupation when that inevitably comes to. Yeah. Here. Well.
1: Yeah. I, I. I feel like I should just do Hindi, but uh, India politically is not looking too great right now. <laughs> if I, that that neighborhood you're talking about, Hamtramck or City, I guess. But me and my girlfriend are considering moving there when our lease is up, and uh, I should probably just do Bangla if I go there because it's actually not as similar to Hindi as I thought it might be, uh, but. Yeah, a lot some of similarities.
0: Uh, a lot of the languages in India are not really mutually intelligible. It's pretty... Oh yeah,
1: it's definitely not mutually intelligible, but even like compared to some other ones, mm-hmm. that that like I'll, I'll look at them and be like, okay, this makes a little more sense. Like uh uh Bangla has some very uh, interesting things going on with it.
0: Yeah, th- that's one thing I noticed with like Islamic hit languages is that there's a lot of shared vocabulary and then even beyond you know just like the religious kind of stuff or like quranic kind of vocabulary just like a lot of basic words and especially stuff for like food and different sort of like uh, i want to say inventions you know just things that people came up with and stuff so yeah you know i i know turkish but uh and i don't really understand like Persian grammar or whatever but I a lot of times I can kind of pick out what they're saying just because I'm familiar with some of the words and stuff so
1: yeah oh yeah well I mean like even Hindi has has it's, it comes from Persian but it has it has Arabic words mm-hmm. like Kitab and stuff like right. that but yeah. like I mean also and that's the difference Urdu really is just Hindi with like a lot more Farsi and Arabic loan words like yeah, they're pretty and, much and, and grammatically and stuff the same yeah in yeah, the script like I remember when I took Hindi, one of my professors told me a story about like he had something like he picked up like a, 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 a professor, an Urdu or a Pakistani professor for something when he lived in India and like went to meet her at the airport. And he was like, cool. And he started talking to her and he was like, oh, you know, your Hindi is really good. And she was like, I thought I was going to say your Urdu is really good like, cause they, like, in, on, <laughs> yeah, on the colloquial yeah. level. They're almost the same because honestly, just like the, the Persian words are a lot of times easier to say yeah like in hindi what they'll do is just say it in english like the word for university in hindi is some insane sanskritized word so like the word for university and i forget what it is but in urdu is like just much simpler honestly like you know it's probably no problem if you speak the language or whatever but you see a lot of that and like that comes into play with like the whole bjp thing with hindi it's like the more sanskritized it gets the more you know you're dealing with like a a kook you know Mm-hmm. Or someone who's just trying to be elitist because, you know, only certain class of people learn the Sanskritized
0: words. Yeah. India needs to calm down. That, that, that I mean, but cool. it's, it's
1: isn't, isn't it true that, like, India is much like America in that it's, like, the most crazy and fascist of the former English colonies, probably. I mean, it's an up-and-comer compared to, you know, Canada or Australia. But then at the same time, like, they're, they're responsible for the most interesting shit besides mm. America like, yeah, I don't I care about anything in from fucking Australia or whatever you know I have a soft spot for Canada because I went there a lot growing up but like give me some Indian shit over pretty much anything other than American shit
0: <laughs> yeah i I have a uh, a little bit of for some reason I just feel like South Africa is kind of like a cool country. You know, especially since they've gotten rid of all the apartheid stuff. I bet understand. it. Oh, I bet it is
1: really cool. Actually, that's that's a. I didn't think about them. but
0: but yeah, I I don't know. Maybe there's something to that. The more crazy and fascist that you are, the more interesting <laughs> your output can be. I don't know. It's not a good argument for it, but yeah, yeah, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Should we move on to questions at this point? You think? Yeah. Sure. Sure. All right um so i got this one in a dm today and i told them to submit it to curious cat and they did so i feel like we'll uh we'll field this one it says dear don and tom how do i endear myself to my favorite e-celebs i have one-sidedly consumed their content for years and feel they owe me some friendship if they were actually cool they would be real celebrities and not just good posters so i would imagine they are looking for friendship and validation My posts aren't good enough to meet them organically. Thanks. P.S. I'm asking for a shy friend of mine. Not about you guys, so don't get cocky.
3: Hmm.
1: Uh, I would say uh, move to whatever major metropolitan area they live in. uh, Find what bar they hang out at and and offer them cocaine. It's probably the only chance you got.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a – I don't know. I I feel like – Maybe, like, if they have PayPal or something, you know, or, like, uh, Venmo or <laughs> whatever, just send them, like, a hundred bucks, and then oh, include, yeah. like, you're now my friend is the comment or something, and, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, like, actually,
1: mm-hmm. if you go to cameo.com, you might be able to find your favorite poster on there. Sure.
0: Yeah, we need to check that out. We haven't done any cameo stuff. That might be fun.
1: Oh, they're pretty good. I got an Andy Dick one for my going away party when I left New York. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Pretty funny. <laughs>
2: would you get him to say just just basic stuff or was there some
1: uh like- yeah well i told him to say i told him to say to come to my going away party and i made some joke about like overdosing on fentanyl and he was like don't don't do fentanyl don't do fentanyl and then he like uh ran around some outdoor mall in la and like made a scene that's pretty
2: good <laughs> that's good that's a solid use of that and yeah that's good
1: yeah i kind of felt bad because he's like a known creeper but
2: yeah whatever. well
1: I don't know. He's always been nice to me.
0: He occupies a weird space where it's kinda like he's so far gone that people I, I don't know if I would say they accept it, but it's just like that's Andy Dick. Like Yeah, you know, you should know better at this point. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's like there's gotta be I got to let a couple people just do the the whatever like 90s early 2000s thing of like just being a loud piece of shit it's still kind of funny
0: yeah just let everyone know you know <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you get involved with him
1: that's yeah. on you you know certain people who are on those like MTV or whatever like shows or VH1 shows where they talk shit over video clips like a couple of them get a passed just because it's been their thing can't cancel them
2: yeah, yeah. I'll be able to do that about, like, uh, um, internet memes or something like that, like, 20 years from now or something. So yeah, old, be like, old something awful posts. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, people will be like, just stay away from him, you know, buyer beware on him or something like that. <laughs> be like the,
1: you'll, you'll be narrating, making a joke about, like, the the gif of the the loser who flew off the luge and then he he hits the second tower. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah and uh they'll pay me only in like you know the food that they have there that's they'll be like okay you can take two sandwiches but uh that's your pay for the day or something i'm like okay yeah
0: that seems so. like a good way to run with that bad news hughes thing
2: yeah yeah, yeah. by that point that's what it'll have uh, evolved into yeah so. all
0: right so next question here it says how can joe biden call himself a catholic when we know that politics is a satanic illusion and god's kingdom is the only truth. It's a good question.
2: Um my mind races uh immediately to uh discussing his history of abuse but um I don't know. It's very carefully. That's how I <laughs> Yeah, very carefully. Yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, I don't know. He uh he does not seem like a good exemplar of uh I guess I shouldn't say that, but yeah. <laughs> he's he's a He's a, uh, he does not seem to be uh. like, I don't, I guess you don't really need to know about religion. If you're a Catholic at some level, you just kind of do whatever, but like, uh, do whatever, you know, just, 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 uh, believe it and you're okay. Kind of thing at some level. But like, uh, I don't know, he, uh, he's not selling it. He's not selling the religion to people at like a good, you know, you don't look at him and go, Oh man. We need more Catholic politicians or something, so I don't know. I'm worried about him, but yeah. <laughs>
0: um, all right. Who is funnier and why? Duterte, Bolsonaro, or Trump? Um. To me, it's a pretty clear – like, Bolsonaro comes in third pretty yeah, clearly for, sure. for me.
1: Duterte might be funny, but I don't speak – Tagalog? Yeah, I guess it would be tagalog. I'm not sure. I don't know, it depends on which, where he's from, I guess, but Yeah. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, I don't I don't know. He might be funny, but I would I have to say Trump, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah, yeah, probably you got to go with Trump number 1. Uh he's clearly the funniest person in the country and you know, he just has like the media more so than Duterte does. Like Duterte de- definitely has his moments, though. Like the what was the thing he said about like I'm bisexual. I was gay or what? What was that whole thing about? That <laughs> yeah, was <yeah. laughs> missed that. Yeah, he 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 said so. It was something. And then he was like talking about himself in the third person. It was it was really yeah. wild.
2: He said he cured himself too. Yeah. He
0: cured himself. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Of of
1: being gay. Yeah. 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 Oh, nice. And now he's bisexual, I guess.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. He 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 said that he used to be bisexual, I think, and then he uh he worked through it or something. He he, you know, got on some sort of program, I guess, or something. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, so I, get, I that's our ranking, I guess. Trump yeah. Duterte Trump. Bolsonaro. Sure. Yeah, Bolsonaro is sorta of funny, but I, I feel like there's a lot of people could take that third spot as well, though. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know who comes to mind.
2: Kim Jong Un. It's pretty good. Kim Jong Un's like, pretty good. Just because like of his pants. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: It's funny. Like you see, I saw like someone posted a picture of like his grandfather or someone at some era like Manchurian Korean rebel guy, and he had like the same baggy ass pants on. I was like, all right, I guess. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Just hand me downs. <laughs> yeah. I, if it
1: ain't broke, don't fix it. I guess the people like it.
0: Yeah. Um, All right. When will Donald just admit he is an agent working for the shining path and or the Brazilian red fraction underground Maoists?
2: Well, I don't know. I I feel like, uh, you know, there's a division of labor in such things. You know, I might not look like a gorilla in a lot of ways, but um, you know, you need people who are out there fundraising And you need people who are, you know, sort of the generals. And uh, I would consider myself more of a general. And I can just admit that openly because no one would ever believe it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Uh, Obviously, there are a lot of books and media about Hitler's rise to power. Is there a particular book or piece of media that is the most informative on the subject? I honestly haven't read too much about that. I've read two books about, like... Fascism and World War Two and stuff. I read, uh, well, I didn't even finish one of them. I, I read part of Adam Tooze's book. I forgot what it's called now. The Wages of Destruction. Yeah. I was, oh, about, okay, I okay. was about,
2: Yeah. I was about to recommend that one. I haven't, see, this is the thing. I haven't read it, but I've read a lot of reviews of it, and that counts. And, uh, um, yeah, I think that, yeah, it's just, it, it talks about some of the economic and class, uh, reasons why you know they and it's basically i think it, it ends up coming pretty close to sort of the um almost maoist you know i mean he's not he's like a liberal guy but like the you know that it was a colonial project within europe trying to thing you know like trying to you know uh america in a hurry or something like that they called it like t- trying to like clear out land and just put german peasants there and stuff and um yeah i think that's a I think that's a, you know, it, it at least explains the basic class compact that was being developed by Hitler, which is basically like, you know, give me a chance and I'll bring order and uh, solve a lot of your problems kind of thing. But it actually goes into some of the detail about what, you know, you can kind of say that, but then what are the fundamentals of that? Like, what does it actually mean that you're going to solve their problem? And part of it is like, I'll kick out that guy of his from his house and then give you it kind of thing, you know, so... I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know if that, uh, you know, I think there's probably I know there's that, like, two-part biography that's, like, something like uh, Genesis and Nemesis or something like that kind of thing. The two. Hmm. It's, uh, anyways, I think that there's, like, biographies like that. The one thing I would say to avoid, I mean, not avoid, but, like, less of a priority is that there's a lot of, like, books that, in the American and, like, in English and stuff that prioritize sort of, like, this Trotskyist view of Germany in the interwar period which uh, tends to just try to blame it in different ways on like the communist leadership and uh, I don't think that's that helpful I mean at some level you have to admit that they screwed everything up but uh, yeah there is this sort of like theory that they could have united the left from below or something and I don't really buy that and uh, so but I do think like Hitler himself seems like a pretty dumb guy like I don't think it was like um you know it's not like some it's more like something someone like Nigel Farage becoming prime minister or something like that it's just like a it's like a random bozo who uh oh yeah 100%. you know got yeah. to power well and, I, actually uh, i
1: i had to look it up but i it's uh conjuring hitler by guido giacomo preparata is really good it's basically about how um like international bankers use the uh Treaty of Versailles to, like, set up uh, Germany to have to rearm as part of, like, the old uh, – the strategy of, like, what's it called? Like, the Eurasianist strategy or whatever, like, old geopolitics stuff. It's actually – it's a pretty good one.
3: Hmm. Cool. That sounds it's, interesting. Uh,
1: Petrol from uh, the zone. actually, I remember. He's, he's the one that put me onto it. I had to look it oh, up. Oh, yeah. That's oh, why yeah. I interrupted you. I was like, oh, I, th- I thought of one, but I said it out loud. But, yeah, Conjuring <laughs> Hitler. And then um, – they thought they were free is like a is like a, a a book about a, a guy who interviewed Germans like shortly after World War II and asked them about what was going on and it talks about like some guys who like burned a synagogue and like all this crazy shit but it's like not not like a historical thing as much as like just like a perspective which is interesting I don't know what the guy's political affiliation was but I liked reading that one
0: cool. Um the other book I was going to mention is called Beyond Totalitarianism and it's uh it's a really interesting collection of essays it's not like a a single book about um the Nazis or something like that it actually compares uh, the Soviet Union and Nazi Germany and it's not it's not it sounds like something that's like oh it's going to you know make them out to be like these horrendous dictatorships and that's like the end of it it's not it's not that kind of like simple-minded thing it actually deals with a lot of like it's got a lot of Foucault kind of stuff in it biopolitics and all that it deals with like specific things in each essay there was one that I thought was really interesting about like the reproductive policies and gender roles and how they dealt with that so like the way that the Nazis actually legalized prostitution And the Soviet Union almost had like a reverse kind of approach to it. And it kind of digs into why they would have these different approaches. So it's actually like a good scholarly work. It's not it's not what it sounds like or what you might think from the first glance at the title. So I would recommend that at least, uh, you know, if some of the essays seem interesting, you can peruse that and maybe in a library or something like that. Okay, how do I avoid going into a video game K-hole while in quarantine?
2: Um, I don't know. I mean, in recent years, I, I, uh, I find it hard to play video games for more than like maybe half an hour total for, you know, in say like a few hour period or something. I just can't, I just can't sit there like I used to for, you know, sitting on a game for like five hours or something. And, um, I just find it too boring after a while. Like I just kind of get bored and have to move on. And then, uh, so I'm kind of lucky in that regard where I don't, you know, Um, although I guess the equivalent would be for like posting or something, uh, where I just end up chatting with people for a while. Um, I would say like the, the trick, uh, is, uh, you know, having things to do that you can do, like you can kind of give yourself little projects and stuff that don't resolve down into sitting there for a while kind of thing, like making sure that you're, you know, maybe cooking something nice or, you know, different things like that, little tasks, that you can uh, um yeah like so that you have reasons to stop ever so often and stuff and
0: i don't know right kind of like schedule a certain period of time or like 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 for me i'm playing a lot of magic the gathering arena right now and i'm doing drafts and that costs like the in-game currency so i'm trying to like not spend all that all in once so i'm just doing like one a day and that will be like maybe an hour if i am you know like max maybe half an hour maybe an hour and that's like a good amount of time you know like I don't need to really be spending more time than that on a video game so you know something like that you kind of set yourself some sort of like i'll do this much and then i'll move on to something else
1: you doing the human draft now oh yeah yeah
0: Are, you yeah. play uh arena yeah. oh
1: yeah i used to play like magic tournaments and shit when i was when i was younger oh so nice. I, I took a long break but I, yeah i've gotten back into arena and uh I couldn't do the bot drafting, but I've had a couple. I've had a couple of fun now that they have the human drafting.
0: Yeah, it's been really good. This new set is really fun to draft. Standard. Yeah, really I didn't sucks, like the last
1: but... one very much, but the, yes, yeah, the yeah.
0: dude.
1: I, I've been just I, yeah. I I I like to play standard because that's what I played for so long. But this the last couple standards I haven't liked at all.
0: But yeah, I'm just waiting for the rotation at this point. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the drafts have been good. Uh, any tips on how to infiltrate socialist orgs and make them reactionary? Uh, I don't know how much help they really need. On that.
1: <laughs> yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. That's what I was gonna say.
0: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I, the, <laughs> you just leave them alone.
1: <laughs> Follow your gut. It sounds like you're already going down the right path. Yeah, that's what I would
0: say. What do you What do you think, Donald? Um.
2: Yeah, I think that uh, uh, there was a person um, on the Rezone that used to have a sort of mantra about this. And they said, give them jobs. So time that like, uh, you want to <laughs> get them to be re- reactionary, like make it so that, you know, make it so that they hire more staff, make it so that more people get paid for their work in the, in the organization and stuff. And, uh, pretty quickly they, uh, you know, they, they turn into organization people and, mm-hmm. uh, and they, uh, use that money to, uh, ensconce themselves in the labor bureaucracy and then uh yeah and then after that you know they can write books about how the left sucks or something and become major politicians or something so yeah yeah
0: sounds about right uh okay so next question here does this sound right simps equal peasants reply guys equal petit, petit bourgeoisie lurkers equal workers at rhymes at least and trolls equal intelligentsia. Hmm. I, think, I think that kind of works. Simps are peasants because they are, you know, they're working off of other people's <laughs> property. <laughs> and they have like an inherent kind of reactionary bias. Uh, reply guys are petite bourgeoisie because they can, they're, they're like on a precarious position that can, go up or down so they also tend to be against you know they they will quickly side with the mods when it's in you know opportunistic for them to do so sure the lurkers are the workers because they're like the massive people who have nothing to lose but their chains and if we could organize all the lurkers we could change online communities forever and the trolls are the intelligentsia because they're out there doing all the propaganda leading the vanguard and all that kind of stuff i think that works out yeah the
1: workers might also just be like people who just post about like fucking soccer or whatever like just (laughs) yeah yeah. who are completely having just mundane twitter conversations not not arguing about like politics or whatever they decided like just like normal ass people who are just like damn this is crazy about like a clip of some guy almost kicking a goal in soccer or whatever
0: yeah yeah if you're if you're retweeting nothing but like retweet this and you'll win a playstation 4 <laughs> or something then yeah then you are part of the workers
2: i think that the workers and lurkers connection is pretty good though because uh like the workers are producing faves and and likes and retweets <laughs> yeah. and stuff like they are the like you know and the, no one
1: benefits from that except for the the people who are getting them you know the people yeah. who are, are Sure. their, their yeah
2: like the the high bourgeoisie would be like the blue checks or something and then they uh you know they would be sort of gathering all the likes to themselves or something and using it that for clout that they convert into income and stuff and yeah um but I, I, yeah and then i think that the it's also that the lurkers are have been silent in, until this stage of history and now they're going to uh you know seize the day take over one day so
0: I also think this sort of applies in like the national question. Like if you look at like black Twitter, they kind of are their own nation or whatever that we can consider like a, uh, they have like a revolutionary nationalism. So like black Twitter, even though they do have their own class system within it, we can kind of like side with them against sure. like the, yeah. the broader, like white Twitter kind of thing. Yeah. I like this theory. I think, I think that has some legs. Yeah.
1: Black Twitter and like, uh, something else twitter will but they will administer the jd pen of socialized social media or whatever exactly yeah
0: um okay uh is donald hughes the best uncle of all time who knows but he should be aware that our scouts are looking to recruit him to the toronto uncles of the of this year's worldwide uncle off
2: damn wow yeah that's pretty that, good
0: that's big stuff that could really that sounds
1: like an actual canadian thing too so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah 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 well it, it does i don't know i haven't had many uh uncling opportunities in the last uh, few months but uh with the um crisis but we did drop off some supplies and stand you know 20 feet away and just kind of wave at my niece and nephew so that was fun
0: all right yeah well we will be rooting for you thanks
1: It's being held via Zoom conference this year, but...
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay. If American Muslims were allowed to form their own government, resulting in the division of the U.S. into an Islamic and non-Islamic state akin to Pakistan and India, would Tom travel to live in the Islamic state or would he remain? Well, I got to say, if, if that were to happen... be in it yeah chicago would probably be the like the capital of the just basically be new
1: york to chicago right like
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably and maybe even toronto could be included in there there's a good community up there um yeah but let's let's assume that i i was was not in it Mm. um would i move uh i feel like i it really depends on the what that state would look like like if i felt like it was genuinely representing like an islamic ideal of some kind then i would yeah i think i would sure i mean would you
1: stay and go into a a takia or whatever with like hiding (laughs) hiding islam that you're a muslim
0: uh no uh, trying to
1: carry out the clandestine struggle for the faith or what
0: if if I was to stay, I think I would set up like a little fort, like a uh, like the Merabitun, and kind of like man the frontiers and and try to expand the state to encompass the rest of North America. You know? Yeah, yeah.
2: I yeah, would moved. Yeah, I'd move to the Muslim state just so that I could feel oppressed. <laughs> <I wouldn't> even... <laughs> They'd be like, just no, no, complain no, about having yeah. to
1: pay whatever the tax is. That
2: oh, yeah. They'd All be like, right, no, no, no. We know about Jesus here too. You know this Francis guy told us, and then we're like, I don't know. No, <laughs> <up."> <laughs> uh,
0: let's see. Let's do one more here. Currently, the Kurds are looking for a homeland. What if we gave them Palestine? Um. Well, I think there's a bunch of uh, you know what's currently occupying Palestine. So you know, good luck pushing them out first but i don't know kurds kurds can chill where they are i I feel like you know
1: i mean they're probably better off
0: yeah i don't know i i don't know how i feel about the whole uh kurdish nationalism thing it seems like all the groups that are involved in that are not not really sincere in trying to like do anything good for their people and stuff uh, but at the same time, like, honestly, like the Kurdish party in Turkey is much better than like the, like the Iraqi Kurdish parties in, in my view. I mean, I don't, know. I'm not an expert on this, so I could be way off, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, well, think I feel it, like
1: the Kurd- Kurdish part of Iraq is just like a American green
2: zone
0: almost. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm talking about, uh, what is it? KDP. And then there's the other one. HDP you know, the-
2: or something or no, you you don't mean the. No, the, there's the, the broad coalition. That, okay, yeah. Yeah, whatever
0: they're called. Uh but yeah, they just kind of seem like they're they have their leader who's like this rich dude and he kind of just operates it like his personal mafia and stuff and that I don't know, that kind of stuff doesn't ever lead to anything really good. I I think for a lot of these like minorities, it, the idea of like a nation state is you know, there's nothing wrong with that, really, if it if it can be achieved in a way that doesn't like, you know, it's not at the expense of other people and that kind of stuff. But um, I feel like just like full civil rights and an uh, and end to like, you know, just like oppression and persecution wherever they are is probably the real goal rather than.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, also you said Kurds are looking. I think they don't they're not looking for a homeland.
0: Like
1: They right. know where it is.
0: Yeah, they live there, and then it just happens they, to be they like, already are divided there. up amongst a bunch of... But hey, the Armenians their got their own
1: country, you know? <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Stalin. I assume he did that.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I, I, I remember when I was more involved in, like, uh, left stuff, Um, they had, like, some... I remember reading some, like, declaration or something from uh, Turkey that was like, okay, what we need is a socialist federation of the Middle East. And it was like, it, it kind of, it, it, it went into a little bit of detail about it, too. Like, it was kind of like, oh, you know, all of these different little regional, um, you know, components would be part of one almost like United States of Middle East kind of thing. And it would be socialist and stuff. And I'm like, at that point, you're just basically making up whatever. You know, it's not like, <laughs> you're yeah. just like, you're like, yeah. And then Lebanon will join with uh, Saudi Arabia. And you're like, okay, well. I guess, I don't know, like, it, good luck with that kind of thing, I don't know, like, yeah, so, I don't know, I feel like part of that for, especially now for the Kurds, is, like, maybe for, like, a minute they had a bit of an opening for, you know, uh, in in Syria and uh, Iraq of, like, oh, maybe we'll actually pull this off, and then uh, that has completely reversed, I think, in the last year or two, so, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's Kurdish history pretty much. They
3: sure.
2: they, they kind of get real close <laughs>
3: and they're like, "Oh,
0: we're gonna do it this time," and then nope, doesn't happen.
1: The Kurds have name recognition though. Like I remember from like the '90s, like Saddam gassed the Kurds and stuff like that. You know, like I feel like for uh, they have that going for them. Is that like Americans know who they are? or sure. Some some do yeah. or
0: whatever. Well, yeah, I, I remember the whole like Saddam gassed his own people. That the way that that was always termed kind of bugged me because it's like. First of all, why does it matter if he's gassing his own people or some other? Pe- like, why does that make <laughs> like a big difference? And then it's not even really tr- like you- you're kind of neglecting the point that it's like a specific ethnic group that he was targeting. So, like, the- I don't know that that whole thing.
1: Well, that's the whole just like cartoon villain image of like eh, eh, hostile governments and, you know, leaders that Americans have just like yeah like saddam was just like yep gas them like
3: yeah, what, yeah this
1: town just this random town like i don't care got too many people they piss me off like send the planes or yeah, whatever
0: right well i mean to be honest that's probably not too far from the truth <laughs> oh yeah yeah i mean
1: <laughs> but that's like every you know i feel like every town has its own you know whatever there's different regions it's like they're the ones that pissed him off instead of yeah, like or,
0: yeah
2: um there was like a classic red post that was something like uh um, Abraham Lincoln killed 600,000 of his own people. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly.
1: Um, well, that's like that, the capitalist Holocaust, uh, sure. guy who does yeah, the thing yeah. where it's like, if you count the, uh, the Dust Bowl as like the way that they count Tolem or whatever it's called, yeah, like it would be this, you could just say the same thing. Like,
0: yeah, I I kind of like that argument. That makes a lot sense. Oh, I mean, of sense it's a hundred percent.
1: It's, it is, I think, I mean, I think
0: it's true. It, right. Yeah, but anyway, like the way these, I I think you want to be shooting beyond like nation states at this point, like nation states don't seem to be like a really good model to adopt. So like, I feel like if you have like a people that are looking for something like, don't just shoot for that, like shoot for like what's coming on the next wave, you know, I don't know. It's easy for me to say I'm sitting here comfortable in my pajamas, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's my thinking. Sure. Uh, all right. I know I said that was the last one, but let's do one more here. This one's kind of fun. It says, exciting news. You've both been inducted into the Freemason Society. Please report to the Illuminati meeting at the Denver airport when you get this message. So, unfortunately, I don't think we can head to the Denver airport, although maybe uh, maybe we get a pass. We just need to learn a secret handshake sure. or something. Yeah. And we can get through all this lockdown BS
2: um, are Muslims online uh, clued into the Freemason conspiracies and stuff? Like, is that like a big part of it? There, um, I know, like,
0: there, there's some of that. I feel like yeah.
1: anti-Semitism takes up so much space. Sure. I'm just talking about Zionists. <laughs> that
2: there's not a lot of room for,
0: like, yeah, that yeah. It's more yeah. more along those lines. Uh, Mason, masonry in in general doesn't have the same sort of uh connotations in the Middle East and stuff as it does okay, okay. for uh for like Europeans and North Americans and stuff. Sure. So it's a it, it's different, but there's definitely like a lot of those conspiracy minded people, a lot of it is just kind of like aping the you know, whatever popular conspiracies are around. So yeah, it ends up becoming like Zionist Masonic, blah blah blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I think it'd
1: be cool to join it like an elk lodge or something though. Yeah, sure. Just a bunch of old guys with some weird ritual that they teach you and then you know, like t- drink there or whatever.
0: Like the René Guénon kind of path.
1: Yeah. Not like, you know, I feel like Mason's is too obvious. You got to go for like a different a different one or something.
0: Right. Like it's a That's a bit like 1930s. You know, nowadays it's got to be something else.
1: Yeah. You got to pick a more obscure one
0: yeah okay well i guess i guess that'll do it for this episode uh thanks for coming on drew it was nice to talk to you yeah of course likewise
2: thanks yeah for it was having great me. great catching up yeah
0: all right so thanks for listening guys if you want a second episode every week you can subscribe to our patreon and in addition you'll also get access to our discord where you can chat with our lovely community
3: and we will catch you again next week thanks for listening